You are now listening to Canadian Plastics Magazine's podcast series on resin supply, demand, and pricing during COVID-19. I'm your host, Mark Stephen, the editor of Canadian Plastics Magazine. Our guest today is market expert Zachary Moore, deputy managing editor of ICIS in the Americas, which is based out of Houston. Zachary has been working in the petrochemical industry for the past 15 years, first in Asia, and then the Middle East, and now the U.S., He has worked on BTX aromatics, styrenics, phenol, acetone, and the polyester chain, and specializes in the polyolefin space, tracking polyethylene and polypropylene markets. In part two of our series, Zachary will give an overview of the North American polypropylene market, including pricing trends and new capacity coming online that will determine supply, demand, and pricing for polypropylene during this unprecedented pandemic. Polypropylene has had a very, uh, it's, it's a very versatile polymer used in a wide variety of applications. Uh, and thus, if we're going to talk about the impact that COVID has had on polypropylene, we really need to break it down sector by sector. Uh, there are some things that have been doing quite well. For instance, the, the N95 uh, cloth masks have become such a popular accessory these days. Uh, those are mostly made of polypropylene non-woven. Uh, so polypropylene non-woven grades and fiber grades that make things like medical masks, medical gowns, those have seen sharp increases in demand. There's also plenty of polypropylene that's used in food packaging. And since, uh, again, people are going to the grocery store and buying as, as much, if not more, groceries than they had been before this crisis, because obviously their uh, ability to go to restaurants has been significantly diminished. So there, there has been a uptick in grocery sales, and that has helped anything involved in uh, the food packaging side. Now, there are some other grades of polypropylene that have not done nearly as well. Uh, homopolymer injection grades have not been doing as well. Again, a lot of consumer products are made with those. Uh, those haven't been flying off the shelf to the same extent as those medical applications and food packaging applications have. Uh, a lot of the block copolymers that are being used to uh, compounded into automotive applications, those have seen very sharp uh, drop-offs in the overall demand. We're seeing a very steep decline uh, in demand for for automotive, uh, for vehicles and for vehicle parts. So a lot of polypropylene would go into the automotive sector, and of course that is quite significantly down. So again, it really does depend sector by sector. Another one I'd forgotten to mention, but it's also worth mentioning, uh, appliances. So a lot of uh, polypropylene will also be uh, used on the appliances. So that is also going to be lower. So the demand uh, situation for polypropylene very significantly. Uh, and when we've done uh, internally some analysis based on different scenarios for how long and how major an impact uh, COVID is going to have on the U.S. economy, we're kind of predicting that uh, for 2020, we could be looking at a 9 to 12% decrease uh, overall in polypropylene demand. And again, that that varies depending on uh, how long we, you know, how long in your scenario planning you assume that uh, lockdowns and other kind of uh, antiviral measures go on. There's been some interesting uh, issues with feedstock availability that have come up with polypropylene. And that's largely because in the U.S. about 55% of all of our propylene comes from refineries. And refineries have massively scaled back their operating rates uh, in the face of the COVID-19 crisis, which, of course, the transportation fuels has been a segment that's been very hard hit. There's obviously very a lot fewer people flying, uh, a lot fewer people driving, 
uh, most uh, people that you know can work from home right now are working from home. So there's a lot fewer miles being driven, a lot fewer flights being taken. So the overall transportation fuel demand has fallen very sharply. And as a result, we've seen uh, with the EIA stats, U.S. refinery rates, which had been hovering around the 90% mark towards the earlier part of the year, those have trailed off to the point that they're now uh, kind of in the mid-60s as of uh, May the 6th. And uh, they might uh, very well fall a little bit further. Uh, and they may even see some refineries elect to moth to go into a mothball or idling situation if they don't see uh, the demand for fuels turning around at a, you know, fast enough. Because as, uh, as some of the analysis that we've done would suggest that, you know, once the refinery is running at 60 or 65% of capacity, if you're gonna cut the capacity further, realistically speaking, you might as well shut the entire thing down. So there's a risk some of that might happen. And we know that at least one uh, refinery in California is has been or will soon be idled. Uh, so that, that is a risk uh, that carries for, for propylene supply. Uh, on the other side, uh, one of the other impacts of COVID has been it has advantaged heavier cracking rather than lighter cracking. So for the flexible crackers, the ones that can run more of a propane, butane, or even naphtha, a lot of them are doing so. And as the cracker feed slate gets heavier, the amount of propylene co-production that comes in gets higher. Uh, so therefore, there is an increase in propylene supply coming that way. <clears throat> we do not foresee that as being sufficient to offset the drop in uh, propylene supply coming from the refinery uh, decrease. So some of the people that we've been talking to uh, it's likely that the loss of refinery-grade propylene is offsetting that increase of uh, copolymer from the crackers, something around the two to one. So propylene supply is getting a little bit less. The question then becomes, uh, with the demand destruction for polypropylene and some of the other derivatives, uh, is that going to offset or at least partially offset that loss? So we do think that with uh, the demand destruction that we're predicting for polypropylene, uh, it's likely that the demand destruction may be at least as significant as the, the drop-off in overall supply for propylene. Uh, there's also a couple of uh, new polypropylene projects that are that are out there waiting to be completed. We have heard that Braskem still can still plans to complete its uh, new Delta project in Texas and is looking for a launch of that sometime in the summer. And you know that will be uh, that will add. Capacity. There's some other uh, capacities that are being planned or being built. And again, uh, the ones that have the steel in the ground where the construction's already started, we do see all of those going ahead, although possibly at a reduced schedule. Uh, the couple that are out there that haven't yet been, um, haven't yet got the final investment decision, that investment decision is likely to be delayed. And of a couple of the Canadian projects that we're looking at, uh, the CKPC plant uh, that was being developed by Pembina in cooperation with uh, the Kuwaiti oil company. They have deferred that one, uh, while as Interpipeline, which is uh, also should already started building, uh, they're, they're continuing. Uh, they're expecting that there'll be some delay from uh, COVID, but they haven't specified how much. And they're also now uh, looking for her to help uh, finish up that project. So that we do again, we see some of these projects still coming to fruition. You know, the investment case that was there to make them 
it's probably still there, although you might want to push it back uh, for a while, which is probably what a lot of these people will do if they haven't already uh, committed the money, uh, obviously because uh, no one really wants to burn through their cash reserves uh, during this difficult time. Uh, so we probably will see some, some pullback uh, on that side. Thanks very much for listening. Join us next time when Zachary finishes up his podcast series with a discussion of supply, demand, and pricing for polystyrene.